stop prayer. We've got one long paragraph for you. Now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let us look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I didn't know what page it was on, but so we're just we're just going into the eight or nine part of it. Yep, it's page seventy-six, and okay. what I read was the first, the second paragraph. Let me read that. Oh, let me read it again. All right. All so right. we now we need more action. So this is coming after we went home and reviewed everything, and then we did the formal step six and seven. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so basically you move on to the next aspect of it, which is the, the amends process. So without which we find that faith without works is dead. Exactly. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we will make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Yes, I hopefully we subjected self to a drastic appraisal, really. But uh, yeah, now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. Yes, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory of alcohol. Yeah, and we were willing to go to no lanes sometimes, yes. Yeah, so to, so to stay on the steps, uh, eight and nine, nine had a very powerful impact with me. And when we're living our lives on self-will, at least in my experience, my strategy was to fucking avoid everything at all costs. So if I felt a huge sense of pride by because I fucked someone over, I just moved out of state or something. So I wouldn't, this was my strategy. And uh, thinking, and then another strategy I observed was making new shit so I never had to look at the old shit. So I was quite busily doing that. <laughs> so the old shit had really piled up. So this is just effects of a failed system. And that's what we're going to make amends for. And I want to emphasize, we had a meeting yesterday. I did something uh, for a group on the fourth step. I think it was yesterday. And, uh, you know, aren't you a little suspicious why uh, most people in our community, where, the, where what they really resist is the fourth step. And I would think because 
were infected with a parasite and the parasite doesn't want to be observed. It doesn't want it, it doesn't want to be seen or noticed. So for, for it to be seen or noticed, it would happen if we looked at our role in things. Because if we look at our role in things in life, we'll see its role in things, hopefully. So basically, one of its strategies, obviously, is to emphasize other people's role in things. That's why there's so many resentments and stuff, because we believe other people, we've given them the power to really affect us because of this disease, how it directs us. And, you know, AA says we're going to, it's a design for living. We've lived a, a design for living already. The self's design for living. We've, we've been living in there, in that condition for all these years. And this is the, the recovery is from that, obviously. We know it's not alcohol or drugs. Those are just symptoms. Those are like solutions, really, our solutions to the problem. But recovery is the program. It's a recovery program. And so we recover from what? What is it that we recover from? If alcoholism was just the incessant need to get loaded, then you stop getting loaded. And so you've recovered from that. But obviously it isn't. There's all the underlying causes and conditions that aren't noticed while we're totally absorbed in the surface of trying to escape all day somehow, drinking, drugs, whatever. So we are going to recover from what? A seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, which was really, you know, the, that's where self thrives in that condition because we rely on it more and more and more and more and it and it gets to do what it wants through us so i'm i don't i don't i'm not giving a different take on the 12 steps i'm trying to look at the 12 i'm not trying i do look at the 12 steps from a view that it is it is self that has defeated us and we are now going to look at its common manifestations and its common manifestations of self and a lot of the attributes of self that are, I got to open the door for the cat. A lot of the attributes of self is what I bring to step six and seven. When I recognize something that's not of me, I turn it over to that power. And then ask it to reconfigure it or put it to a different use if it wants. And therefore... Uh, this way of life is totally predicated on the exact nature of the wrong. I just see it as a foreign installment or a, a demonic possession or whatever you want to call it, a mental parasitical movement. But I know when everything really changed, when it really, the pivot point was when I saw self as other. That was the huge pivot point. When I read that sentence, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, which I had read hundreds and thousands, maybe thousands of times, but this time I saw self as other. I saw it as foreign to me. It was so unbelievable because the next second, a possibility that had been, I had been restrained from was I can be free from it. As soon as, as soon as, its foreignness was made clear. The possibility of being free from it was made clear. And then it told me I had been trying to be free as it 
since I've been six or seven years old. So basically that captured the statement and illuminated and gets, gave such life to the statement, self can't get out of self. I just saw it. You know, you don't need to see something a thousand times. All you need to see it is clearly once sometimes, yeah, once. So once I had that sense of difference, then my whole program changed and the design for living didn't change, but what occurred through the design for living changed a lot. Yeah, I was really able to to access uh, a lot of those qualities and expressions of relief that are expressed in the book to the point where the problem did not exist for me anymore. And truly, the problem did not exist for me anymore a day at a time for quite a long time because it's based on the, uh, the problem doesn't exist as me anymore. See, that's the point. Yeah, sometimes a problem won't exist, exist for you, but for that to stabilize, you have to take it further and see that it doesn't exist as you, yeah? That there's something alive in you that's not predicated by the parasite, that you're before the parasite. The parasite came later, yeah? It, in, it infiltrated us and basically started commandeering uh, the head and then it started talking to us as us, leading, it, leading us to fuck it quite a lot and then reliance, relying on it. And then we got the effects and the consequences of relying on a failed system. Some of the exquisite expressions of it is a pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. I mean, I have never been so bummed out and dumbfounded by in life than those places it brought me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So step eight and nine, I'm a real believer that first you got to take responsibility. You know, you have to see your role in things because when I was young, we shared it last week, I saw my role in everything way, way, way crazily. I mean, if I walked into my classroom and someone yawned, I thought it was because I was boring. Yeah. I mean, I was extremely responsible for shit I had nothing to do with in my head. And so I wanted to get out of that weight. And so I wanted to shirk responsibility and drugs and alcohol helped me with that. So I came into life, into recovery with this opposite solution, which is I'm excessively thinking I have a lot to do with everything. And now I want to have nothing to do with anything. And I've got to, so I've, that has to be rearranged in a more wise, clear way. So yes, I'm going to see my role in things. But when I see my role in things, I see something else's role in things. Yeah. How can you not when you do an inventory, when you see the patterns of how self has defeated you? Yeah. And they're so similar to the other people you've heard fifth steps with. Because the same thing defeated all of us. And I don't understand why it's so difficult to see that. Yeah. I, because I do understand it because the parasite blinds us. It doesn't want us to see it. <laughs> but the, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag. And so, you know, I did a, 
when I saw my role in things, I did, I, I did the amends. Yeah. As many of the people I could do, you know, face to face, I did. And I always mentioned recovery. And I saw, uh, I saw the effects of something that actually works instead of avoiding and denying all this shit with it turning into a giant shadow looming over me all day. I confronted all those things and this was part of the better way. And then I was freed from the past. Yeah. I didn't have to shut the door on it nor regret it. I just was freed from it. And, uh, but see, that didn't stop there. I, I was responsible and am responsible for that, but it led to me seeing I wasn't truly responsible for the behavior. I'm accountable for the behavior, which is quite different. And we always use that example of my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn. And of obviously the neighbor is super pissed and calls me and says, hey, your dog shit on my lawn again. So I go there, I clean up the shit, I make an amends to the dude, and I also make a plan that I'm not going to walk by his house anymore. But I didn't take the shit. Yeah, the dog did. So I'm not going to have guilt and shame for my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn for 30 years because it's I didn't shit on the neighbor's lawn. This is the difference. And I always get run into this when we present this idea into the community. What about responsibility? Well, there's more waves coming in recovery. Yeah, they caught for four years the waves of AA. We've been catching them for 60 and 70 years. You go, there's another movement past responsibility to accountability. So you see what was of yours and you see what was of self. Yeah, so you stop... You're not sort of bearing the weight of what the gorilla did through you, yeah? And having all the guilt and shame constantly limiting your ability to enjoy peace of mind today and everything else, you're free from that, yeah? You've truly got the quality of, I was powerless when I was under the influence, meaning I didn't, I was going to do whatever that influence wanted me to do. And I'm done with the guilt and shame of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're not I'm, not, I'm not presenting a super new fangled way of doing the steps. There's a spirit that comes from knowing the exact nature of the wrong and having that spirit carry through the program. That's what I'm speaking of, I hope. Yeah. The steps are beautiful. They are sound, so are all the principles, but there's a spirit of finally knowing the exact nature of the wrong, that it's foreign, yeah? That really infuses the program with a lot of light, yeah? A lot of light, and uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you, Paul, that was awesome. Once again, I'd like to reiterate that this is a question and answer period, not an all shares meeting. And we have Stephen, Stephen P from Glasgow. Come on in and ask her, you have a question for Paul today? Yeah, hi, Paul. Stephen. Uh, the, the question is, uh, my brother, my older brother, he's a hardcore alcoholic. He's been told he's not got long to live. And they had a couple of weeks off of alcohol. And we managed to get to step three together. 
And when it came to step four, he's picked up a drink again. But it's just, I mean, would, 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 I mean, I know they say wait till he gets beaten into a state of reasonableness through alcohol. But it was just, I mean, would I stop? Do you think it's it's pointless st still try to carry the message to him while he's drinking? I mean, because it's just like Abby Thatcher carried the message to Bill Wilson when he was drunk and stuff like that. So, just your your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. See, you see, there's a huge benefit in the one who carries the message. Yeah. So it's not about uh, it's not about success. It's about yeah. the willingness, yeah? But then again, if something, someone doesn't want to hear it, then you don't throw pearls before swine, in a way. Yeah. And maybe it's, one, it's good enough in his situation just to have done one, two, and three, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I've had, uh, you know, once I used to, I do these talks in back east, at a rehab, and one of the times I arrived there, they have a funky house with an office and everything. I go in the office, and there's this couple, I say older couple, probably my age, but I'm still thinking I'm 30 years old. But there was an older couple there, and they were trying to get their son back in the program. He had been in there, and he had left and gone out and got into a car accident, broke his part of his back and stuff. And they were both in the program, and they knew their own parental love wasn't sufficient to change their son. Yeah, they were clear about that, yet it was quite, quite obviously painful. And I walked into that setting, and I sat with them, and I was like, you know, yeah, this is what happened. Yes, yeah. some, people, some people aren't going to get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not so. Um, yeah, so like some people, uh, you know, right now I just want everyone to wherever they are just to have a little more traveling lighter. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. If they did the first three steps, that's may may have been a great thing for your brother. Yeah. Mm. It yeah. may set him up for a traveling lighter for the next few months, wherever he's going to go. Mm. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, some people, the parasite has them. And, uh, yeah. I had it with my, it's amazing. I have a, my oldest sister had an, her oldest son. My sister died from alcoholism and, overdosed on pills um so he's has he's an alcoholic and stuff and he's been going in and out for years years and years and then uh about about 16 months ago he got in touch with me i hadn't heard from him in a long time and of course i could know he was trying to get money you know because so he was in another pickle so i gave him i sent him some money and i sent him some money for a while and then I told him, I'm not going to give you any more money unless, you know, you do something. And so he went last holiday season into a, into a, a, re, a detox in this hospital in my hometown. And now he's been sober a year. It's really fucking awesome. Yeah. He's lived through a year and his life has turned around 
miraculously like it can do for all of us yeah and it's just so on one side there can be some very sad stories and then on another side there's incredible miracles yeah yeah Yeah. so i just feel such an honor to be sober and to really not just to be sober but to be convinced i'm sober (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i'm just uh yeah yeah so i wish him the best steve and then you know it does you know there's a lot more messages you can deliver them not just about aa yeah just hold the space for them and yeah 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 thanks a lot Paul. you're welcome man all right thank you Stephen. next up we have beatrice beatrice you have a question for paul today Hi, every, mm-hmm. hi everybody, Beatrice Alcoholic, and hi, Paul, hi, everybody. So, um, Paul, uh, just uh, real quick, you, you talked earlier, you mentioned about seeing something once, and it kind of like clicks for you, and uh, that moment happened for me when you talked about us arriving, all arriving at the same parking spot. I wonder if you would, you know, elaborate a little bit about that. Well, again, I really, really, really find great value in seeing self as foreign. Yeah. Because by seeing it was foreign, I saw its mechanism, which is identification as self. Yeah. While I'm in the identification as self, I'm basically taken over by self. That's the term they use in recovery. When I saw it as foreign, uh, it just opened, it, it showed me a door that I thought was closed was completely open, let's put it that way, yeah. And so I'm very keen on looking at the similarities of all of us while we're drenched in a very extreme personalness, yeah, thinking we're unique and we have they're my thoughts and my feelings and yeah, terminal uniqueness. So I love to see those uh, examples, at least that's how I see them as examples. And so I watched our society, you know, and you know, there's a statement from Narcotics Anonymous about uh, institution jails and death. Yeah. So I uh, sort of took that and made it my own in a way. So I watch people and they're very unique seemingly and very special and come have a, you know, whatever. And yet they, a lot of us end up at those three same parking spaces. Wouldn't that make you suspicious that you're the driver? I mean, I just, I just don't see how it can't, you know what I mean? I mean, the taste is right there. Just taste it. You know what I mean? So. Wouldn't that dispute the story that it's you? If you end up at the same places all these other yous do? So basically, I think, you know, the disease, let's call alcoholism, I think it's something else, but let's call it alcoholism, is driving all of us. And it, and it, and it, has, it doesn't have an infinite amount of traits. It has a, a, a defined, limited amount of traits, 
and you can basically tell the tree by the fruit. So where you end up is where it drove you. So, so you know what I mean? So if all these different Fords and, you know, emphasis on all the different models end up at the three same places, they mustn't be driven by you. You must be been, you must be driven by something. Yes, well, I don't see how you can't see it. That's the whole point of these shares is to get not a under intellectual understanding. Yeah, all right. But a scent, a hit, you know, a feeling of it. Because, you know, you go to a meeting and people share and they're talking about, oh, it's, it's unbelievable how everyone here thinks like I do and feels like I do and does the same thing. And you're going, all right, yes, now make the leap. What is that? And then falls back into the terminal uniqueness every fucking time. They get right to the point of going and uh, the parasite pulls them back because it's unbelievable the camouflage of this parasite. We're so obviously, uh, <laughs> we've all followed basically the same script. That's why when I meet a new person, I could write, I could tell them, just fucking lay down. I'll tell you your whole story. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? The geographical locations and some nouns may be different, but basically it's the same story. <laughs> and every one of us lives it incredibly uniquely. It's ridiculous. So I don't see how you can interpret it because a lot of people are, the big book is the thing, all right? Right in the big book on page 64, right before we go into the nuts and bolts of the inventory, Bill W. or whoever else was helping him write the book says it very clearly, and they may not have even known what they were saying. They say, being convinced, which has to be quite important, because that, that's what changes everything in this situation of recovery, is being convinced. It does. So it's usually like the prerequisite. So he starts off this, this incredible statement with being convinced, yeah, that self, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I mean, is it that too so far that you forget again? It's, rare, it's in one sentence, self and us. Yeah, the dividing is right there. You know, what I mean? it's not like self was on page 64 and us is on page 268. No, it's in the one sentence. Something defeated us, not us, self. What? It could have said being convinced that us has defeated us, manifesting in various ways. Yeah, but it doesn't. It says self has defeated us. So obviously, self is foreign to us. How does it have a carte blanche to defeat us? We must be identified as it. Yeah. <laughs> How does it, and it walks around in our life, and when you bump into it, you call it me. You're in the act of being identified as it. You see its foreign thoughts and you call them yours. You're in the act of being identified as it. That's the problem. That's the disease. Yeah. Once that's set, it has a field day. Drinking or not drinking, it has a field day. It makes a lot of shit out of nothing that you take to be real. 
You can be paralyzed on a beautiful morning when there's no apparent threat because you're fucking so concerned or something is about next week. That's slavery. I don't care what you want to call it. It's slavery. Something has enslaved us without us knowing it. So now we're pulling the curtain and sharing it. I don't give a shit if it hits or not. It's out of my jurisdiction. I'm just putting the information out there. You know, I've learned I'm not leading any horse to anything. Yeah, I'm just going to meet him at the stable and here you go and then fucking frolic or whatever you want. Yeah. And I've basically, I'm persistent. Yeah. It hasn't been well received a lot of the time, but I don't care. Because it's not about me talking to you. It's about something talking through me to itself in you. Yeah? And one thing I love, I love to see us travel lighter. I mean, Jesus Christ, life is an, is, can be enough. A day in a life can be enough. Why do you want to pile on mental years and make fucking everything so fucking heavy? Yeah? Oh, we're used to it. Well, are you really? I mean, I could get much used to a lighter backpack than the heavy one. I could. You know what I mean? But what happens is, if everyone's walking around with all that weight, it's like we all looking around, but, you know, no one's willing to fucking take the backpack off. Just give it a shot. Yeah. I was happy to keep seeing self as me and having disturbance with it and maybe try to civilize it more and socialize it or try to rehab it, you know, maybe, you know, squeeze out a six-month relationship without flipping out or maybe at that July 4th picnic make not making an ass of myself or at least definitely getting parking spaces in front of meetings. Yeah, all right, that's it, yes. But no, it says, please relieve us of the bondage of self. It's not a bondage. See, there's no self. The bondage of self is thinking there's one. <laughs> That's it. Listening to a narration of being a self. That's the bondage of it. There's no bondage to self. There's a bondage of self. It's an activity that's implying something that we take to be the God's honest truth and try to live with that incredible disability because we're basically crippled by the fucking thing yeah so yes i feel if you see the exact nature of the wrong that light of seeing the problem will be amplified through the steps yeah, they will light up the understanding that's available in the steps. They will bring about the conditions of page 84, not in an infrequent experience, but as a condition. Yeah, that you've been placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. Yeah, you've ceased fighting everyone and everything. It's a miracle, yeah? The problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Could you imagine what other huge problem that's so fucking influential in this life? Is there a solution that brings that result in, in this place? 
the problem will not exist for you anymore. That's fucking mind-boggling. Yeah? Because, and it stabilizes because the problem has really never existed as you. It just keeps telling you it has. Yeah? And it keeps telling you it will. And therefore it is, really. That's what it does. It's yapping constantly in the head. If you were thinking you were becoming yourself, you'd probably say, hey, is there any other options? You know, can I just, you know, let's try something else maybe. But the thing is, the narration in one's head is saying you already are one. So basically the only option is to try to get out drugs, alcohol, whatever. And the funny thing is, the trying to get out reinforces the belief that you're in. That's it. Yeah. I call it selfing. That's what the head's doing. The selfing implies you already are something it's talking about. It tells you you were Paul, you're going to be Paul, therefore you are Paul. That's what it does. I've watched it. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it so fucking clearly. No, you can take it or leave it. I'm just putting it out there. The problem resides in the mind. Where do you think it is? In the brain matter? Give me a break. It's in the it's in the your relationship to the to the audio of the thought system, really. Really, our relationship to that audio of the thought system is where the problem resides. Yeah? There's great faith in the thoughts and the stories about Paul. Therefore, Paul becomes the dominant <laughs> the idea that everything is self-centered on. It's called self-centeredness, yes? So, there is a solution. Perhaps there's a better way. It's not perhaps, there is a better way. First, question the incredible trust you have in finite self. Just see it, yeah? And then, that will probably open you up for that faith to be moved to trusting something infinite, yeah? And you can observe the journey, express it, yeah, share about it. Be available for people who are on the same journey, yeah. And know with assurance, yeah, that you have a new employer. Being all-powerful, it's going to take care of you. It's taking care of you. And all you need to do is to stay close to it. You can't be far from everywhere. So that's requirements already met. And then do its works well. And who's to say what you're doing isn't its works, really? So you do its works well. So that's your, that's your contract that we signed in recovery. Why not live, why not live up your, live, uh, your part of it, which is honoring and being grateful for being taken care of, not living in fear that you're not going to be. Yeah, you can't serve two masters at the same time. You can't. You can give it a shot. You can't. And self's not going to get out of self. It ain't. Yeah. And it's, it's, it behooves us to recognize that we may be in the act of being identified as self. That which we're listening to is definitely. So hopefully we're not so invested in what we're listening to that we take ourselves to be that i'm hoping and if you are in that condition it's not necessarily going to be the condition you're going to be in because this program will give you an option yeah perhaps there's the better way
admit your limitations, yeah, and you'll be placed in a position of neutrality because you're never going to get there on your own, no fucking way. But when you surrender and you realize, I can't get out of self as this fucking thing, yeah, maybe then some things start to happen, yeah. And usually what comes along with the demonstrations of that power is relief, yeah. A relief you never even knew was possible, yeah. You get relieved of the bondage of self, though the bondage of self keeps going on, but you're not bound by it anymore, yeah. It's a huge difference between hearing and listening. You're hearing the yapping because you're awake, you're conscious, but you're not listening to it. I'm not taking its counsel. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't take its forecast. It plays a lot of roles. Weatherman, you know, uh, nutrition expert. I don't take any of it for fucking Jesus Christ. I follow a different drum I can barely hear. That's how loud it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> the clamoring on the cans don't do it for me anymore. <laughs> so... The solution is based somewhat on the problem. I'm telling you the problem is the act of being identified as self. So the solution is to start to see it as foreign. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're wedded, you know. The, the seeming solution is wedded to the seeming problem. That's why seeing it, why would we have to see it foreign? Because you're identified as it. That's why. Yeah, that's the explanation. <laughs> why does it work? Well, who gives a shit why? Just enjoy the working of it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I want to know why. <laughs> Move on from that. <laughs> so well yeah anyone else question whatever yeah thank you so much beatrice our next question comes from dave from nyc dave come on and ask your question hey hey paul dave here Staten Island, as you know so I, I've been your student for a good 10 years. Um, so I, I, this is a question and answer, and I don't want to get off on a tangent. Why? You may, I, you may have already answered it. Maybe I should just freaking throw the book away. Maybe I'm not convinced. Maybe I should have left that in. If you're not convinced up to this point to throw it away in the original manuscript, perhaps they should have left that in. The thing is, oh, what says not it's question. not convinced may not be you. <laughs> yeah. What's saying is not convinced yeah, yeah, me, not my, you. My, my, okay, of course. My question is, uh, why am I addicted to the camouflage? Why am I addicted to anger? Why, 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 like a seven-year-old? Um, so let's, let's give you an example. So 
my, it's, uh, my, my wife went inside the, uh, the door and she closed it. She was looking at the mail. I was behind her. She didn't open it right away. Right away, maybe seven seconds. I raised my, I didn't scream, but I raised my voice enough to make her very upset. Okay, so in, in that pause, there, there, it, was all, it was all self. Self will run riot, and I didn't think so. And all the, and this, and this happens often. She calls me sick. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Why, why do I keep doing this? Why do I rely on the self? Why is it self-management? Once again. Why ask me? Right. Ask, ask yourself that. Yeah. See what comes up. I, hey, Dante. Um, <laughs> it's, that's so weird that you should say that because before I asked the question, I, I said the exact same thing to myself. I have the answers. It, it, I have a problem with the pause. Though. I have the problem with the pause. Well, then what happens if that's the condition? See, like in AA, it says practice these principles in all your affairs. And I like to add something onto that. If you can't limit your affairs. So this is the realm of skillful means, which we have plenty of in recovery, which is the serenity prayer. You can take a couple of breaths before you jump into action or whatever. Yes. You got to see where you seemingly are sort of like we're talking about a solution which is questioning the fire and the one that's in the fire. Sometimes people believe they're in a fire, so you don't give them that answer. You tell them where the nearest pail of water is. That's what we're doing here. So you need to, to sort of find some skillful means that will limit the expression of the anger in your relationship with your wife. Simple. It has nothing to do with what you are, but it has to do with the action figure, and you know, you're appearing in Rome, so you got to do what the Romans do. So, learn to sort of if, admit that, hey, I can't seem to control my anger. That's a good starting point. Just fucking admit it, yeah? And ask for help. That's what AA's solution is. It says, admit the powerlessness, because that's where the power lies. So here you have a perfect example of it. I seem to be powerless about restraining my uh, fucking emotional outburst concerning with my wife. Okay, there's the point. What does, re what does recovery say to us then? It doesn't say go out and try to change yourself. It says surrender that and ask for that power to help you. And that help may be taking classes, I don't know, but it will, it will deliver some kind of instruction for you and then you just follow the tea leaves. And then you get a little bit better in your situations goes a long, 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 long way. So we're dealing with, we're, uh, huh. you know, there's like the dog shit level. Yeah. Paul's fucked. So he needs, yeah. And then there's elevated where you're enjoying peace of mind. It can happen in five minutes. You can be at the dog shit level and then five minutes later you're in Nirvana. Yeah, it, you know, it should seem a little suspicious that it switches so quickly. But what you're not is like moving sand, yeah? But it has its effects, yes? So you need to, you, you learn skillful means. So I used to have that, you know, practice my principle, practice the principles in all your affairs. All right, 
You know, I had an incredibly strange answer come to me in life, which was I didn't like the holidays from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve, yeah? I didn't like it. It brought out the worst in me when I was the first few, few years of sobriety. I would act out because I must have had a huge disappointment somewhere when I didn't get the present I was waiting for or something. So, but who cares why? And know what the answer was? I started going to Thailand right before Thanksgiving, and I came back in March. <laughs> I just stayed over there for four months. They didn't have no Christmas, no Thanksgiving, nothing. And I tell you the truth, it worked. I did it for about 12 years. Now I can handle the, the holidays, yeah? But I couldn't, I was outmatched. So life gave me a different, a, a strange answer, but it worked. So check out the, you know, it, the affairs you can't practice these principles in and then use this the state that stage to surrender which is the program to admit hey i can't fucking pull this off hallelujah thank god you're gonna give up yeah the spirit will take care of itself what's causing a lot of chaos on the screen isn't the spirit it's the mental physical emotional experiences yeah yeah the spirit is solid. It's always there at all times, no matter what you're doing or not doing. That is a given. That's the employer. Yeah, you can rest there. And then there's the activities of the action figure and life can be like a bumper car show. You're just running into fucking people and they're running into you and, you know. Yeah, that's what the recovery program's about. Yeah, you recover some sanity concerning these insane topics that run us, yeah? Yeah. But it's strange. Don't try to apply. Sometimes people apply the wrong solution to the problem. They want to say there is no house, there is no fire when they're feeling like the flames burning their fucking left arm. No, just get a map of where the nearest water is. That's the appropriate response. Yeah, then you can go after the fire is put out, you can sit with someone and they'll say, hey, you're at a lot of fires, Dave. Have you, you never, maybe you're the fire starter, who knows? And then you start getting to the root of the problem. Yeah, but first you need to put the fire out and then you can get to the root of the problem. Don't try to use the root of the problem to put the fire out. It won't work. <laughs> remember the thing that's yelling in your head isn't you seriously it ain't yeah <laughs> i mean was it hard to lose interest in stanley who you don't know no is it hard to lose interest in paul when you're identified as paul definitely so let's see that paul i'm identified as stanley and I'll, there'll be a loss of interest in it yeah see it as foreign and you'll lose interest in it and that means you won't be fucking following its cues all day yeah and that's the better way Amen. if you keep claiming something how are you going to get rid of it i mean it's incredible 
where's the claiming you want to get rid of a resentment but you keep calling it yours how are you going to get rid of your resentment it's going to follow you home <laughs> you know what i mean it's like trying to abandon a dog and then whistling for it i mean what the fuck yeah fear resentment this shit isn't they're not yours they're having you you're not having them yeah for me, the whole program is based on an utter failing of being able to get out of what I was in. I had to admit complete defeat. I did. And I didn't even admit it. Life admitted it to me. It just struck me sober. It bypassed the head because nothing was working there. And it just said, you're fucked, Paul. And you're completely fucked. And, you know, my I, there was just a giving up. And then it set off a train of circumstances. I ended up in an AA meeting that night, and I've been going for 32 years. Yeah. And I've never had a strong feeling or a thought to get high. It's amazing. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> Seriously. If I had an urge, I would have probably done it. But I haven't had an urge ever. So... Yeah. Now I'm very clear something did for me what I couldn't do for myself. The mental the mental fucking propaganda couldn't paper over the suddenness of the the event. It was obvious I was just having a glass uh, not a glass a bo- taking a swig of Royal Gate vodka and then suddenly I got struck sober. <laughs> what yeah i mean seriously (laughs) if you were wearing paul like a suit it just dropped off to my my ankles i was fucking completely naked and i knew i was fucked and i wasn't managerial quality (laughs) that put an end to it all it was it's never been debated or reviewed it's just been a fact yeah so I was, I've been very fortunate because something intervened and uh, put an end to it, <laughs> at least till to this day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. See, a lot of people, they have a weird hope. It's sort of false, false hope. They're truly fucked, but they don't think they're going to be. You're not going to get out of it. <laughs> that hope isn't serving us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Paul. <laughs> okay, Paul. Yeah, I got to go back to the asylum by uh, 12, so... Okay, we they have, gave uh, me a new shirt, but I'm wearing my my whites underneath. <laughs> we have a question from Facebook right now, and oh, yeah. I'm going to come in and ask that question now. Are you ready for that, Ann? I am. Awesome. Uh, Stephanie is asking, can you talk on the statement? Everyone has a fundamental idea of God. No, I don't want to go there. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> that was easy. All right, our next question comes from Meryl. She's in the room today. Nothing here. wrong with the question. A little compassion came up in me. Nothing wrong with the question. I just don't want to answer it. Okay. Hey, Paul. Um, so I was think I've been thinking a lot about you saying that there is no self and just this idea of wanting to claim, um, you know, that like I've, I'm responsible for my recovery and, you know, I hear my sponsees say that a lot, like, you know, um, making statements like, oh, I think I just need to do this or I'm pulling myself out of this. And so since, um, you know, coming to these talks, I've been really kind of attempting to, to reframe things for them and like, no, you know, you're trying to, you know, attach your own responsibility for this, but really this is a spiritual program, not a self-help program. Um, and so then as things would have it, I have my own experience with this. And um, I just wanted to get your uh, insight on if this experience I'm about to share is really what you're getting at when you say that there is no self. So um, I, one of my uncles just passed away and I really didn't know him. Um, he was, uh, you know, alcoholic, very mentally ill, homeless. He caused my family a lot of suffering. So over the years, I've I've had some like ill feeling towards him to say the least. And, um, but you know, he, he passes away and my cousin sends me a picture of my grandmother hugging his box of ashes. This was her firstborn son, um, her firstborn child, you know, she's in her eighties now, he was in his sixties. And so I have this image in my mind and then, you know, a couple days later, I'm putting my own son to sleep you know, he's two and a half. I'm rocking him. I'm holding him. And I'm having this beautiful connected moment with him. And I get this overwhelming sense of my grandmother holding my uncle in that same way. And in that moment, it was like there was no separation. Like Meryl didn't exist. My son didn't exist. Like it was, we were all one in that moment. And all of that animosity that I had accumulated over the years towards this man I didn't really know was gone it vanished and I didn't produce that experience like I know I didn't produce that experience right um but he's like it, when you talk about like there is no self the experience I had is that what you're is that what you mean well Weakening the idea of of self will lend or lead to more experiences like that. Yes, let's put it that way. Yeah, when there isn't, see, the system is trying to present you as a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, quite unique and terminally unique to the point when that is when that's weakened. A lot of other ways to experience stuff happen and they give you or tell you a whole lot of a whole different story about life than the self-centered story yes yeah. like you just 
you got you don't need to get the whole book it just sends you a paragraph and you get whacked and it shows you a lot yeah this has happened when uh your door isn't barricaded by old ideas and everything else yes a lot of shit comes in and out and leaves an impression yeah Hit me and like some of those impressions last quite a long time and they produce a big effect yeah it's not how long the impression lasts at that second but what it does yeah it's sort of like uh when you throw a stone in a pond and you create you create that those vibratory rings yeah yeah so yeah And the result was uh, that dead little space in your storage unit with all the boxes of your uncle has been removed and the window's been open and now there's some circulation in there. Yeah, which is great. That's traveling lighter. Yeah. 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 So thanks. Thanks for the share. Right on. Thank you. Okay, great. Okay, Paul, we have our last question today from Nina. Nina, you have a question for Paul? Hi, yeah. Um, thanks, Paul. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, vulnerability and crying um, yeah. in this process. Um, I don't, I don't, if you want to talk in general, it might be more useful than telling you my specifics. All right. What do you, oh, you mean that's happening in the process of recovery? Sure. So, okay, so I'll give you, so I have my um, thing that lights me up the most is when I think I'm being criticized or judged. Um, and um, people can say things that are very innocuous and I'll be like, oh, they're, they're judging me. They're putting me down. And I'll, now I'll notice it and I get very defensive. And so I realized that self telling me, like, lock it down, be tight, fuck this person, you know, it's ready for a fight. So um, and I can see that that's what it's telling me. And if I, um, in, a, in a really good place, I can let it go. But oftentimes I can't immediately let that go. And it seems like the process of confiding in very trusted people um, and having that vulnerability and then some crying somewhere along the way, it seems like that's shifting the energy, but I just didn't know because I'm really new to all this and I wanted to see. Well, yeah, I think that's a good sign. Okay. <laughs> I would say it's a good sign. I felt a lot of uh, emotion at the beginning of the meeting. I don't know why it just came up. So I always let it have its moment on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's a richness in a weird way. You feel a richness that uh, usually is preceded by sadness, but there's a richness there. So, yeah, comes up. That's part of uh, recovery. Yeah. See, the old way of living was a huge song and dance. Yeah, it was. A lot of shit got denied, uh, thwarted, you know, pushed in, locked away. And now there's a permission is setting in to let that stuff out. Yeah. 
observe it. You're in good hands. <laughs> really, seriously. I mean, many of us, I'm sure, in these squares have had tons of cath cathartic laugh, uh, laughing or crying jags. It's just the thing. And the, the, uh, the feel, uh, fear of people, remember how the mental state works. It's mostly projection, yeah? So what you're thinking someone else is doing to you, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, your head is. Yeah, right. just to get clear. So when I'm when I'm thinking people are, you're you know that's how that's you're putting your thinking in their thinking and saying oh it's yeah but it's you it's projection. It's not you, but it's projection of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to be clear, projection is a huge event most of the day. Right. <laughs> it's just it's really and so uh i remember when it it became obvious one time because i would project a lot of shit that people were gonna were setting me up to fuck fuck with me yeah especially in significant relationships only really in significant love relationships and i was with this lady and this lady was pretty clear and she was like a mirror so everything i was throwing at her she didn't own any of it and so it was like a boomerang it came back and i realized i had a i didn't there was a realization of it yeah this huge blaming of others for my seeming past condition oh it was awesome uh, awesome point point of recovery yeah because the shit really decreased that you could see. It was obvious because that's what mostly my head was doing. It was throwing a lot of shit on people. Yeah, that it was afraid it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. They weren't doing she wasn't doing anything. I just had it all made up and I was and I was picturing it as her. She had a, didn't have a clue what I was talking about, really. <laughs> This is mostly, we really have a relationship of one, basically. It's self and self. <laughs> so I think you're doing great, honey. I don't know. I can, I'm not there. I hope you have a sponsor that you can confide in. And, you know, if you feel like they've got it, you know, they're rooted in the solution, you know, trust their take and, and uh, follow their suggestions and sit with stuff that they may, because they don't have a vested interest in you like you do. So they, they'll see a lot more of, of Tina than maybe Tina will allow to be seen by Tina. Yeah. So, yeah. Good to see you, honey. Yeah. Thank you for everything. And uh, yeah, just stay with us. Yeah. You're in good hands is the important point. We do have a new employer. Yeah. And uh, if there was, if, if we have a new employer, there must have been an old employer. Yeah. So we know what it was like with the old employer. Yeah. So the new employer being all powerful, which the other one isn't, yeah, is going to take care of us, which the other one didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So the fundamental thing that's causing so much angst in us is that we have been relying on something that's unreliable. So we're, we're always open to thinking the worst, let's say, yes? So we've been almost trained like a dog to think we're going to get hit all day, yeah? This is, the, this is the domination of self, yeah? 
Now you're in a new, you have a new employer and you're going to grow into, you're going to be able to respond to how you're being taken care of now, not react to it from the past, but respond to it now. A feeling of an assurance you're okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so valuable, man. Because I'll tell you, the big anxiety starts from the tiny little rumble all day. That little fucking, like minor electrocution, getting shocked 20 times a day, has your fucking nerves on edge. Yeah. We're fried out, really. <laughs> we are. <laughs> We're fried out. The wires are really hot. This shit just, yeah. And now we've come into recovery and you're going to have a, you have a new electrician. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rewire you and you're going to have some good fucking oomph coming through you. A new power will be flowing in. You'll sense the presence of this power. Yeah. You're being rewired like a house, so to speak. Yeah. Thanks. Nice to see you, honey. Yeah. All right, quite, that's it for the questions for today. Paul, thank you very much. And give you the opportunity to say goodbyes. Yes, yes. So Nina, nice to see you, hon. Yes. And thank you for all the service. Yes. We got Donovan. Nice to see you, Donovan, there. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. We got <laughs> Kurt, the, the czar of Redondo Beach. He's down there. Nice to see you. Uh, we got Kaiser. Kaiser, he's waiting for a position. I don't know. He's uh... <laughs> We got James Lebowski has made a guest appearance. He hasn't been on the Johnny Caution so for a few weeks. Nice to see you, James. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Kathleen. Kathleen, nice to see you. Meet you, Kathleen. We've got uh, two people just moved. Oh, the... The goddess vision with a, a, and a vision of God. There he is. They're both together. Very nice. Yes. That's good. We got Raven from the British Columbia. We got Jimmy from the uh, Seaford. Is that Seaford, Long Island? Oh, wow. I'm from Rockville Center, Long Island. Jesus, nice to see you, bro. Yeah. We got Jacob from Seattle. Very nice to see you, Jacob. All's well, I hope, yeah? Good, good. Uh, we got Joel. Nice to see you. Meet you, Joel. He just moved. The squares move when you touch them sometimes. It's crazy. Uh, let me see. I lost Joel. I got empty phenomena. That's, oh, that's Mike. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, I was going to see you if you wanted to check the video. How's it look to you? It looks good. Nothing okay. spectacular, but it looks good. Okay. Yeah. Is it this one looking good? It's just yeah. me. <laughs> you still look good. Yeah. All right, good. Joseph, nice to see you, Joseph. Carl from Ireland, nice to see you. iPhone, I can't see you. Rich A, nice to see you, Rich. Sharon P, nice to see you. We got Justin down there. Beatrice, yes, Beatrice, yes. I'm stuffing the ballot boxes, Beatrice, yes. Stephen, oh. Paris of Glasgow. Say a miracle for us. Say a miracle. Miracle. 
Mm-hmm. Miracle. <laughs> Love it. I don't want to hear that word ever again any other way. I like that. We've got Ben. Ben's there. He looks like he's in the uh, the cold area. Tundra. Yeah. All right. We got Ben. Oh, there's Ben again. We got Chris Blake. Chris Blake is roaming around outside, hopefully with adult supervision. <laughs> we got uh, Rick Rove and Jack G and Cody and Scott and Joe from the Bronx. Nice to see you, Joe. We got, uh, there he is. He's outside. That's a, that's a brave man to go outside in the Bronx. Rick Rove from Toronto. Hey, listen, thanks so much for having me. And uh, they're going to have Jello at the asylum today for lunch. So I got to get there. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. See you, Jimmy. Yeah. All right, buddy. Say another sentence. I need my Long Island accent to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, don't drink and go to meetings, brother. All right. All right. It's, it's <laughs> Thank you. See you. Coffee. Bye, See Paul. you guys. Yeah.